Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. morning good afternoon or good evening whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us this is the osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i am your host michael clifford joining me today in the throne room for a duel with supreme emperor snoke is our resident single entry jedi master josh harris josh how we doing today bud pretty good it's uh back to being new jersey winter again it was 70 yesterday and it is 28 degrees today so that sucks everyone's got a little stuffy but we got some a big slate tonight. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, Avery's pointing at him. He's got a nice little cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, wild weather up here too. Yesterday I went for a walk with shorts on, and today I had I had to bundle up double jacket to go for my walk. So uh, wild weather, wild slate last night too. Um, it was I don't want to say quiet because Edmonton kind of did their thing against their game, but everything kind of seemed you know straight and narrow until the final 45 minutes uh, of the entire slate and San Jose just went absolutely nuclear in that third period last night yeah and uh 3900 hurdle was popular so and LeBanc LeBanc had a really good game which is like he's not like Jordan Stahl level fade for me but like if I have to leave someone off the Sharks top lines usually LeBanc he's just a big softy but he had a really good game so I did okay didn't have enough sharks. 
Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you just don't have the right players. I managed a uh, profit last night, thankfully. Thank you, Kirill Kaprizov, for dragging me to that profit. Thank you for scoring a <laughs> your hat-trick goal with 49 seconds left in the game in a 3 nothing game when the goalie was still in the net. That was awesome. I was, I was looking at shift chart from that game. He only played, like, one shift in the first period, like, in the first, like, half of the first period. Like, I don't know what happened. He played, like, 48 yeah, I don't, seconds. I don't know either, but uh, he got there for us, and at the end of the day, uh, that's all that matters. Congrats to uh, Coates in our in our Slack. He took down the the three max last night. Good job on him. Hopefully, we can have somebody else uh, take down something tonight. While you guys are here, if you could please like and subscribe, uh, helps grow this channel, helps us to the top of the algorithm, uh, keeps these shows coming on a near daily basis. Uh, and today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard. Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any game or match. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy more, sell, or hold during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL50 for a $50 bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Osmo NHL 50 is an exclusive offer only for, Os- uh, only for the Osmo community. Use it for your first deposit match up to $50. This promo expires Saturday. That's today. So be sure to get started on the jock market today. And our producer, Tyler, who just rang that bell for us, had a good night on jock market last night. He actually rostered, or sorry, rostered, bought shares of Adam Larson. Adam Larson put up an assist in six blocks for the Oilers, sold them towards the end of the game, uh, made a cool profit. So Tyler can make money. You guys can make money. We can all make money together. Head on over to Jock Market. Osmo NHL 50 is the code. All right. We, like Josh mentioned, we have a ton of games to get to today. Ten game slate. So let's get right to it. Uh, first game on the docket, we have Pittsburgh with a 3.4 implied gold total. Uh, they're going into Buffalo. The Sabres have a 2.5 implied gold total. Uh, Buffalo is going to be without Jack Eichel. Looks like it might be for the rest of the season now. They're saying two months, and I think the final day of the season is May 11th. So uh, unless they go on a miracle run, Eichel's season may be over, and they're probably going to be without Dylan Cousins as well. Um, that if you know Eric Stahl is still around, but that effectively leaves them uh, without a top line center. Uh, kind of a messy night for them. I was telling Josh before we came on the air that I was pretty much going to be off Pittsburgh one tonight, uh, thinking that their ownership would be super chalky. But according to our top stacks tool, they aren't going to be as nearly as chalky as I thought they would be with the entire stack coming in between five and six percent. So it seems like Pittsburgh with a good total, uh, with a good leverage on our top stacks might be a target tonight. So uh, Pittsburgh's definitely going to garner some interest, Pittsburgh one in particular. But what all do you like here, Josh? Yeah, so the first thing I noticed was like Pittsburgh's price because normally they're like 18, 19-ish, but today they're over 22,000. So that's probably why their ownership is depressed. But like they're getting a banged up Buffalo team. No Eichel, like you said, uh, no Dylan Cousins. So Riley Sheehan slots in on the top line with Hall and Reinhardt. And that second line is 
you know, Tobias Reader has to play in the top six. Whatever Jeff Skinner did to, like, deserve the bottom six in Buffalo, we'll never know. Maybe there'll be, a, like, a 30 for 30, you know, later on. But, like, this pit one, I'm normally off Pittsburgh, but because their ownership's so low and they're, I don't want to say overpriced, but they're perceived overpriced maybe. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for them, especially, like, you look at their ownership, like, of that top line, Sidney Crosby is the highest owned at 5.8% projected. So um, they, have, they fully correlated power play one. I don't know if they're going to see the top line. They might see the stall line, but like Eric Stahl's play has fallen off a cliff since last year. So th- these are just primetime matchups for Pittsburgh today. Uh, Pittsburgh one, even Pittsburgh two. Like I know a lot of people aren't going to like playing Evan Rodriguez, but the Malkin Kapanen uh, pairing has been uh, good together. Uh, you can full stack that line for, you know, under 14,000 and their ownership is, is low too. And you can also power play stack the, the pens here tonight. Um, you know, with the injuries, I would imagine there's going to be players out of place, obviously. So they might be apt to take more pe- uh, penalties and Carter Hutton's in net. It's not like it's Linus Olmark. Carter Hutton for, you know, people say, Oh, he has eye problems regardless of his eyes are fixed or not. He's still not a great goalie. So I think, I think I'm going to be heavy on Pittsburgh tonight, which is rare for me. Um, but I really like the spot, and I'm kind of I'm kind of way under the field. I might even uh, completely fade Buffalo. There might be a defenseman or two. I might take a stab on a, as a one-off, but there's really not much I like on the Buffalo side. Yeah, I'm with you on Buffalo. There just really isn't a whole lot here. Riley Shahin, like that's a guy who's pretty much a waiver pickup uh, every year. Uh, he's now centering the top line. Hall and Reinhardt might be good enough to float him, but I don't want to take that chance going into that Pittsburgh top line. Like, you know, on top of it, uh, on top of Riley Shea not being that great, it's just a tough matchup. So, yeah, I'm pretty much out um, on Buffalo altogether. Um, I think our boy Matt Irwin might actually be in play again. Uh, Matt Irwin uh, paired with Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, loves the block shots. His prices started to creep up a little bit, but um, he's a favorite of ours. So Matt Irwin, a little bit punty, might be fine. But I think that's it for me on the Buffalo side. I'm with you on Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh top line uh, is really my focus here. Uh, Pittsburgh power play stack as well. Um, you know, we talked about the Pittsburgh power play. It, it started real slow this year for the first few weeks, but it started to come around more middle of the pack towards the top 10. Um, over the last month. So that's obviously a, a really good sign. Um, Buffalo doesn't take a lot of penalties is the thing. Like they're, I think they're the least penalized team in the NHL, but I'll take the chance. Uh, like you said, with a banged up uh, Buffalo team, <laughs> seemingly playing with absolutely no confidence right now, um, go up against uh, what is one of the best teams in the East in Pittsburgh. So I'm with you, Pittsburgh one. Uh, blue line. I talked about Matt Irwin. I'm probably going to correlate Chris Letang. The one guy that jumped out to me is Cody Cece. Um, he had, he managed a ton of minutes last game up to 23 minutes last game, uh, with John Marino out of the lineup. If he's going to play comfortably 20 plus minutes, I'm probably going to play Cody Cece. Yeah. I mean, you have to get past the name, right? You know who Cody Cece is. Like he's, he's not a great hockey player, but like, you don't need to be great at hockey to accrue fantasy points, right? You just need to get those shin pads out there. And if you're on the ice for a third of the game, like some, like you might trip and fall into a couple block shots. So at, at his price, 2,800, I don't mind it. And then on the Buffalo side, like I used Jacob Bryson uh, last game. Uh, he quickly got out to three. He had the first three shots on goal for um, 
Buffalo in the last game. I mean, he's 2,600. I agree. Like I'd probably go to Matt Irwin first and see he's a block shotting or a shot blocking machine, but like Jacob Bryson, he's a young kid, not a bad play 2,600. If you need to, if you need to punt like really low min price. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm probably not in on either goalie here. I think Jerry's a bit too expensive on the road and I'm not playing Hutton. Agreed. Okay. All right. Let's uh, move it along to our next game. Then one that I, I hate to say it, but I just don't have a lot of interest in. Maybe you do. We'll talk about it. The Islanders with a 3.1 implied goal total are going into New Jersey and the Devils have a 2.5 implied goal total. Now, the reason I said I didn't have a ton of interest is because as of right now, we still don't know what the lines are going to be. Anders Lee got hurt on Thursday night. looks like he's going to be out for a while. They had different guys going to the top line. J.G. Pajot went up there for a few shifts. Michael Dalcole was up there for a few shifts. Anthony Beauvillier was up there for a few shifts. Uh, We just don't know what the Islanders' top line is going to look like at the moment. Um, That's kind of why I'm off the Islanders right now, and I'm not in too much on New Jersey either because it's a terrible matchup for them, but maybe you see something different here. What do you see, Josh? Yeah, I mean... Listen, I, I I like the Islanders' top line. I just need to see who's there. If it's Bavillier, right? Uh, that line is moderately priced, and it's a it's a good matchup. Like the Devils are one of the worst teams in the NHL. Uh, if it's Michael Dow Cole, I'm probably going to be off the Islanders' top line. If it's like we really have to see, like. If it's an unfortunate top line, if you know put Michael Dalco up top, I want to see what the second line is because if it's Bovillier, Nelson, Bailey, I might have some interest in there. So it's it's really line dependent here. I do like the combo of Barzell and Eberle, but again, it's really dependent on who's up there. So it's it's really hard for me to say what I want to do. I will say like, okay, we'll assume it's Bovillier. I will have some of that top line. If it is Bovilli, Nelson, and Bailey on the second line, I'll have some of that second line. But I'm not going crazy in this game. Uh, you know, the Islanders do have a pretty decent total, but it's it's just hard because you saw the they they put up what six goals uh, when Lee got the game Lee got hurt against the Devils last game, but it was all over the place. It wasn't it really wasn't concentrated to one or two lines. All all four lines got involved. So with these lines up in the air, I'm probably going to be underweight on the Islanders and I'm, I agree with you. I'm going to be underweight on the devils here. Maybe, maybe in, you know, in 150, I'll have some of this top line if it's Zaka Hughes and Paul Mary. Um, but other than that, like on a 10 game slate, this game isn't really jumping off the page. It's something I need to get into my lineups. Yeah. Um, I will mention one thing I'm going to do is um, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to see what the lineup looks like at warm up because it's about 15, four to get that, line in uh assuming it's anthony beauvillier on the top line and that's roughly the same price as something okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like Nash one, old St. Louis one, old Montreal one. So, like, if you have other mid price stacks, you know, you're playing 20 lineups, you have other mid price stacks, and all of a sudden you see it's Beauvillier, uh, Barzal, and Everly, you can easily make. 
make that swap uh, right at warm up. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not you're going to be at, at, around at warm up for that swap. <laughs> it's funny you bring up that game. I wrote that note the last time. Um, the Islanders, oh, Pittsburgh, and Washington oh, on Thursday combined combined for 15 goals, and no player on their top line, on their respective top lines, had more than one point. So you know we touted all those teams; they scored 15 goals, and no top player got more than one point. Um, those things just happen in NHL DFS. So yeah, I'm with you on the Islanders. Um, I have a couple stacks that I'm going to make that I'll be able to swap over if it is Beauvillier on the top line. If it's Dal Cole, I probably will just stay off the Islanders altogether. Um, that's probably about it for me from this game. Like even defensemen, I don't have a ton of interest. Uh, Jake and I talked uh, the last show about Ryan Pollock's declining um, shot rate. Like the Islanders don't take many penalties. So even the New Jersey power play guys might not get some that much power play ice time tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Pulak guy at 5100. Um, Noah Dobson, I guess, if you're if you're going for power play one, is okay as well. Adam Pellich, if you're punting, but really, I'm not really interested on much on the on the blue line. There are so many better spots around the same prices in other games. Yeah, I agree. Like, somebody like Pellich or Vatnin, but like you said, I think there are defensemen elsewhere that we like better. All right. Um, let's move it along to our next game then. I think one that we'll have a lot more interest in, and that's the game featuring the Washington Capitals, Washington with a 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Philly. The Flyers have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, we talked about uh, the Caps uh, the other night. We talked about them, I think it was Thursday night. And like I said, they went out and scored five goals and nobody on the top line had more than one point. Those things kind of happen. Ilya Samsonov starting, Brian Elliott starting. I think there's interest up and down both lineups. So why don't you just take it away and let us let us know what you like. Yeah, so we were talking before the show how the Capitals have been one of the best defensive teams in hockey since Kuznetsov has come back, which is a odd sentence if you think about like how Kuznetsov has been in his career, but he's been playing great like defensively at least you see his price at 3,800 too. And it's kind of weird. Like you never see Kuznetsov that low, but for me, I I like this top line. I like Washington power play. Um, I don't like the five on five matchup going into Couturier, but um, I don't mind using this power play in MME. I think you uh, obviously Ovechkin. I'm a big Vrana guy like you. His problem is the minutes. He gets the minutes, he gets the points. And I think, but if he's a little bit priced up at 5,000 for the the minutes he gets, so he's probably going to be pretty low owned tonight. I don't mind him as a one-off, but if you, if you want to do like some kind of power play stack, if you're not a big backstrom guy, you want to go for more like Ovechkin, Oshie, Vrana, Carlson, something like that. I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I also like the second line doing like a Kuznetsov, Vrana going against uh, Philly too. You know, Hayes connecting Lawton, not the best defensive line. Like really once you get past Couturier, there's nothing really to fear defensively from the Flyers. Um, so I like uh, Washington one for the power play correlation. I don't love their five on five matchup, but they fully correlate power play one. I like Washington two. And then on the flyer side, I don't mind Washington or flyers one going into the Ovechkin matchup. It's not the best, like they're kind of expensive. So I'd rather play Pittsburgh one over Philly one for sure. Um, but in MME, I don't mind having a little bit there. I know Farabee is not on the top power play anymore, so that kind of lowers them down a little bit. And then I'm off the second line. Uh, since Kuznetsov has come back, that second line has had an expected goals for 
or expected goals against of under one, which is crazy good. Uh, and I, I kind of like this third line as long as Eller's out because they're going to they're going to see Haglund down and Hathaway, which is okay, but it's not like anything special. And you get the power play correlation with Voracek and Giroux. I think uh, Nicholas Abe Kubel is on there instead of uh, Lindblom, uh, which I don't mind. Like twenty five hundred, they're both the price doesn't change. I like Abe Kubel. Um, that's a nice filler stack for me. So there's a bunch to like in MME in this game. It's hard for me to land on something in uh, one to three lineups, but I think this is a great game to MME. Yeah, I'm with you on that MME aspect, especially where I just checked out our ownership. Um, our Philly one ownership almost doesn't exist. Uh, like Couturier, Faraby, I think all three of them are under 1% uh, projected ownership tonight. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that. And here's the reason. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov got back to the lineup about a month ago. Uh, and we've talked about on prior shows about how good he's been this year, about how good his offensive impacts have been, et cetera, et cetera. But don't forget the rest of the team was kind of fighting COVID. Like there was, I think their first game back, they had one regular or two regular defensemen in the lineup and that was it or something like that. But they've been healthy over the last month. And over the last month, they have the second best expected goals against rate in hockey at five on five next to only Dallas. And it's not as if, you know, it's, it's not paying off goaltending or uh, goals wise. Like they have roughly the same goals against uh, per si- like actual goals against per 60 as Boston. <laughs> this has been an excellent defensive team for the last month. So I think it's one of those cases where I agree with you in one to three lineups, I wouldn't play Philly one, but if I'm playing 150, like I definitely want to get maybe like five shares of them in, in or something like that, because the ownership is just so low that it's almost um, criminal not to play them if you're playing 150 lineups. But I agree with you. I'm mostly on Washington. I'm going more towards the second line. Kuznetsov, Rana, uh, we just talked about them. Kuznetsov actually played nearly 18 minutes last game. So actually, he's actually at least getting ice time, especially if Eller is out. Um, So I'm going back to Kuznetsov, Rana. And again, I'm going to be mixing in some stacks uh, with Ovechkin and Carlson. Like I want to get some of those power play stacks in this game as well. Um, For the Philly side, one thing I just want to mention is that um, they're going to probably get, be getting a new defenseman on their second power play unit because Eric Gustafson looks like he's going to be scratched. So I guess it would probably be Travis Sanheim, but I think it'll be one of him or Philippe Myers. So like you can make a nice little secondary PP stack of like Voracek, Giroux, and Sanheim that comes in at like 13K or, you know, between 13 and 14K, and that can still get you up to those more expensive lines. So I do like um, dumping down to Philly 3 if you want to get cheap, uh, Philly 1 if you're an MME, but this is more about uh, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Vrana, and the power play guys uh, from Washington for me. Um, Like I said, on the blue line, I think guys like Sanheim and Myers are in play. On the Washington side, like, I think I'm just correlating Carlson with my Washington power play stacks. I don't know if there's anybody that I'm going to want off from this blue line. Yeah. And quickly hitting on Philly three again, they're not like an average third line, right? They see minutes. Yeah. They see. So like at I, the worst, they'll get like 15. Yeah. And their ownership is also wildly low too. So like if the ownership is the same, I'd rather go to the third line than the first Uh in a limited a number amount of lineups, but obviously in MME, I'd get some shares of both. And I agree with you if Sandheim's on power play too, I'd definitely do a Giroud Voracek Sandheim three man. Uh, 
Carlson, obviously, in your power play stacks, I think you can one off him as well, depending on your build. But that's really about it for me uh, on the defenseman. Yeah, uh, kind of agree with you there. Goalies, I do like Samsonov here tonight. Um, you know, cheap price. Like I said, Washington has been good defensively. Um, don't mind him for 7,500 correlating. I'm assuming you're not paying 7,500 Elliot. Yeah, I agree with you with Samsonov. Elliot is interesting. Um, I probably won't be there. It's just like if Carter Hart's getting lit up, like it's hard for me to see like Brian Elliot. But like he's he always surprises me and has good games, but he's not someone I'd go, yep, let's get Brian Elliott in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I agree with that. I'm not rushing to get Brian Elliott into my lineups. All right. The next game is one that's going to draw a lot of interest, probably from only one side, but um, we have to talk about both. Nashville with a 2.1 implied goal total are going into Tampa Bay. The Lightning have a 3.5 implied goal total, uh, one of the highest on the slate, if not the highest, I believe. Um, Brian Ellis still out for Nashville. Dante Fabro still suspended for Nashville. So two, And Roman Yossi still out for Nashville. So they have Matthias Eckholm and a bunch of guys uh, on the blue line. You know, guys like Davies, Carrier, Benning, we're around the 20-minute mark. Uh, Davies running the top power play unit. It was kind of a mess for Nashville in the last game as they got slaughtered 5-1 by Carolina. But that's probably what's going to drive a lot of ownership to Tampa Bay here tonight. So what do you like from the Bolt side, Josh? I think all three lines are in play for Tampa tonight. Um, I think that top line is in a really good matchup. I don't really like Sorelli's price at 6000 and he's not on the top power play. So I think, like, if you want to go Plot Point Gore, or excuse me, Plot Point and Killorn, you save $800 and you get full power point one correlation. If you want to pay up to Stamkos, you could do that. Palat point Stamkos. Um, well, I like the second line as it is like Kalorn, Gordon, Stamkos. It's a little bit cheaper than the top line. You get two guys on power play one. You can get them in with Hedman. Um, it gets a little pricey if you're trying to go Palat point, you know, Stamkos, Hedman. You're going to have to get a little bit funky there, but like, I think it's it's warranted like 3.5 total against a team that's just completely beat up on the blue line. Uh, Pekka Rene is, he's not, he's not the goalie he was even two years ago when he was already declining from like five years ago. So I think this is all about Tampa Bay. I think you can mix and match. And if you really need a cheap line, I like this third line, uh, Johnson, Coleman, Goudreau. I'm a big Coleman guy. He doesn't see power play time, but, you get uh, power play two with Johnson. Not that they, not that you're, you know, playing Tampa for power play two, but that line is six. They're like nine three is a full line. Let's get to the, you know, the pit ones, the the Vegases, the Edmontons, like all that kind of stuff. And they're a good line, and they're going to get the depth of Nashville, or they or they get the the Johansson line depending on line matching. But either way, like that doesn't scare me. So I'm all in on uh, Tampa tonight. Uh, Tampa one, Tampa two. Uh, Tampa power play mix and match and if you need a cheap filler uh, Tampa three and I'm big on Hedman tonight as well yeah I'm glad you mentioned kind of like the power play stack type things Uh, one Tampa Bay draws amongst the most penalties in the league so like they're top five by power play opportunities per game and that's obvious or sorry I misread that they're top 10 by power play opportunities per game they're sitting at sixth uh, by power play opportunities. So uh, they do draw um, a fair amount of power plays and Nashville without Ryan Ellis uh, 
Nashville has a below average penalty kill as it is, and Ryan Ellis is probably far and away their best defenseman on the PK. Um, I, I think that's a big loss. So I, I guess if if you're worried about Tampa Bay being somewhat chalkier, I think a power play stack um, is more than fine uh, in this matchup. Like just straight up, there could be enough goals, um, even if the power play stack doesn't get there to support two lines. Um, but I we don't even have that much ownership on them. I was just checking our ownership um, as you were talking. And by our top stacks tool, we have uh, the Stamkos line a little bit over-owned, like a negative leverage. But then we have the point line a little bit under-owned as positive leverage. So they're both they're coming in relatively uh, on par with where we have them as a top two stack. So like I don't even think you have to be worried about them being super chalky. Um, so I for for me in my Tampa stack tonight, I'm power play stacking because I think they might come in a bit higher owned than we're showing. Um, but if you just want to stack three man even strength lines, I have no problem with that at all. I mean, Tampa two is pretty much a pseudo top line anyway, right? Like Alex Kalorn has been regularly playing like 18 plus minutes a night. Like that, those aren't second line minutes. So um, yeah, I, I'm in on Tampa power play mostly on the Nashville side. I just don't have anything. I don't think they'll be able to move the puck without Ellison and Yossi in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, if you had a guy, if like, Someone's like, you have to play someone from Nashville. And I think I had one off like Eli Tolvanen. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it would be like a super cheap defenseman, like Alex Carrier or Matt Benning or something like that. Like, I'm not stacking the Nashville side here tonight. If you are, if you are, you have very big cojones, my friend. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. <laughs> um, we definitely have to move it along. But before I do, just want to mention to everybody that we have a little deal going on right now for first time Osmo users. You can get 50% off an Osmo Plus weekly pass if you're a first-time user. And we're doing this to celebrate the start of the NBA's second half. It is going to be a big NBA second half. We have hours of show here at Osmo every day. So if you want to get into basketball, uh, no better time to do it than now. So to celebrate that second half, we have a special deal for your first-time users. It's 50% off an Osmo Plus weekly pass when you use the promo code SHAMROCK. That's $15 for full Osmo Plus access to all DFS sports, including NBA, PGA, NHL, NASCAR, MMA, soccer, eSports, eSports, and college basketball projections just in time for March Madness. This offer, again, is for first-time users only and is valid through March 17th. Stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. While you guys are here, if you're not able to catch us on YouTube or any of our any of the other Osmo shows on YouTube, we're all available on the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com front slash podcast to check out the latest. Just leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year Good luck. Um, 
All right, we have 25 minutes and six games, so let's get this rolling. Going into our next game, we have the Chicago Blackhawks with a 2.7 implied goal total. Going into Florida, Florida has a 3.3 implied goal total. Another one of those games where I think there's something to like on both sides here, Josh. So what do you like out of this? Yeah, so the first thing that I noticed is, so now Mason Marchment has been on this top line for a few games now. and The Barkov or Hagee combo has been very good, but with Duclair and with Vetrano. Now with Marchman up there, the numbers have been slipping a little bit. Uh, so I don't mind going to uh, Kane, DeBrincat combo. And looking at their ownership, I thought they'd be lower owned, but we have them projected like 10% and higher, which is kind of worrisome if I'm going there. So maybe with that being the case, I'd be underweighting them, but I don't mind them as a two-man Um And then you can put them in with someone on the power play, like a Bockwist, or, you know, to depress the price a little bit. I don't mind that. Or you want to, if you want to leave off Suter and put in a Soderberg, I think that is fine. And that's kind of how I'm attacking the, the Panthers, right? I, I, I'm kind of off this top line with Mason Marchment. I like this second line getting the depth of Chicago, but I'm not a big Weinberg guy. So I probably, my Florida stuff would be Barkov, Huberto, Hornquist, something like that. Uh, you want to throw in Yandel or Ekblad, make it a full power play sack, that's fine. But for me on the Florida side, it's it's going to be um, Florida two. I probably, you know, if I'm MMing, I would have some of that full line with Lumberg. And where I can get up to Barkov, I would. Uh, so that's about it for me on the Florida side. Um, some Florida two, some Florida two with Barkov instead of Lumberg. And on the, the Hawks side, uh, Debrinkat came, Bockwist, three-man. The ownership does worry me a little bit. You can throw in Soderberg, but other than that, uh, Kubalik went off. <laughs> it's like the Derelict campaign in Zoolander. Kubalik. <laughs> 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 I like him. Uh, I think you can one off him, but that that's where, I, where I'm at for this game. Yeah, the Chicago ownership really took me back, man. Like, I was coming into the slate, I had kind of the reversed opinions of Chicago and Pittsburgh. Like, I was going to be on Chicago thinking that they wouldn't be chalk and off Pittsburgh thinking they would be, but it looks like Chicago's going to be chalk and Pittsburgh is not. So I'm kind of like switching my position there. Like that's probably the way I, um, I'm going to approach this. Like I'm not playing double di- digit Chicago on the road. I'm sorry, not on a 10 game slate. Like the Florida Panthers have been good enough defensively this year, um, especially where they're going to be matched up against Uyghur and Hamflad every, almost every minute of five on five. I don't want to, that matchup at all. So, uh, yeah, matchup on the road going into Uyghur and Ekblad at 10% plus um, on a on a 10-game slate when they're not even at a huge savings. Like, you're still t- paying over 18K. Um, yeah, I'm out on Chicago at that price. I agree with you. Uh, on Florida, you kind of want a power play stack that game um somehow like I think you definitely want to make sure you get Barkov in your lineups I don't want to badmouth Alex Wenberg too bad because we all know what happens when we badmouth Alex Wenberg on this show I've been on a roll with badmouthing people they <laughs> just absolutely just threw me under the bus and ran me over <laughs> yeah so we're not gonna let Alex Wenberg do that to us tonight so we'll just say uh if you can make sure you can get um Alex uh, Alexander Barkov in your lines and like with Anthony Duclair back like he might be up on the top line by the second period too right yeah so like I'm not I'm not super gung-ho on playing Mason Marchman here tonight and like Joel Kenville is a coach very notorious 
uh, for just yeeting his his younger players to the, to the bottom of the lineup and relying on on his veterans. So um, honestly, don't think Duclair makes it uh, like a bad one off here tonight. Like maybe he just ends up playing eleven minutes on the fourth line and then you're bone. But I think there's a chance he gets up to the top line. Yeah, and he's only three hundred more than Marchman. So like, I don't mind putting in Duclair there and hope he does see some run on the top line because when it's Duclair, Barkov, or Hagee, that line is dangerous. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm assuming on the blue line, like I like Calvin DeHaan. I think DeHaan might uh, see some shot volume here tonight into his shin pads. But other than that, probably just correlating with uh, my power play stacks or whatever. Yeah, I agree. And then on the Florida side, Strawman's back, which kind of, I don't know what that really does to Gustav Forsling, but his price is up to 3,500 now. It was fun when he was under 3,000, but now that he's in the mid threes, it's see you later until your price comes back down. Yeah, I think Forsling night is over indeed. Uh, are we playing the Kevin Lankinen? Are we playing the Blankinen? Yeah, at 7,100, I think you got to take some stabs in MMA just because, you know, Florida is going to get some power plays. They're going to get a lot of shots on net. Um, again, like you can say X goalie is 7,000. I'm going to be interested as long as he stops the shots. Right. So like, yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I'm in on Lankin as well. Um, before we get to the next game, I saw we have a super chat from Matt Niehaus. Thank you very much. Um, he asked if doing a four, two, two and single entry, do you want your two man minis to be players that are more correlated on five V five or the power play? I will say on a 10-game slate, it's more five-on-five because I'm not super concerned um, about ownership because I think ownership will be spread out enough where I don't need to put, like, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin in the same lineup to try to get different, where if it was a four- or five-game slate or something like that. So I think, obviously, you would like both. You'd like both five-on-five and the power play, but I think on a slate as big as this, um, assuming these are, you know, more players more on the cheap side, I would probably go to... Uh, uh, even strength stacks over power play stacks. Yeah, so like if you break down a 4-2-2, two, two, right, if you're putting in the four, it's probably going to be a full line with the power play quarterback. So that leaves one defensive spot. So like one of your two mans is going to have to be a skater and a defenseman. So there you could you could go power play correlation. Uh, but the, the one left over, the two man that's left over, if you're putting in both like a center and a wing or a wing and a wing, I'd probably focus on... Um, five on five there yeah I agree with you I think when you're putting you're right if you have a defenseman I think you can get away with that on the power play um but at five on five I think you definitely want them uh want your forwards playing together at even strengths thank you very much for the super chat Nehaus. uh always happy to answer questions um Josh and I are usually around in slack so if you can't get a question in on the YouTube chat feel free to hit us up or Jake or anybody else in slack uh we will try to help as best we can. All right, moving along. Uh, what I want to say might be the main event of the entire slate. We have the Winnipeg Jets with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.7 implied goal total. Uh, some news from the Leafs side includes uh, Zach Hyman jumping to the top line and Joe Thornton moving down to the second line uh, with Tavares and Nylander. So a little bit of a change there. Um I'm assuming Toronto is going to come in relatively popular tonight. We'll see what the run looks like later um, with uh, uh, Hyman on the top line, but we have Austin Matthews as the highest owned skater on the slate, which isn't a big surprise. So uh, with these new lines, what do you like here, Josh? 
Yeah. Um, so Hyman up there makes their line a little bit better offensively and a little bit weaker defensively. Not like super, but Joe Thornton has been great defensively up there. Um, it's interesting because like they're going to get the Shifley-Wheeler matchup and Shifley-Wheeler without Stasny, like that line it was one of the worst five-on-five lines in the league. Now you put Stasny up there, their numbers have come back down to earth a little bit, but probably because they've been playing the Leafs a bunch, but they're still very good defensively with Stasny up there, which is crazy. Like, cause Shifley and Wheeler were just atrocious with Dubois or Connor or Ehlers or cop, whoever it was like, they were just bad, but for yeah. whatever reason, Stasny has stabilized that line defensively. So if they're going to, if Toronto one's going to be super talk, which obvi- Matthews is always the, the, the highest owned player on the slate, he's probably going to score, but I don't want to play 7,900 for Marner and the price goes up with Hyman now, and he's not on power play one. Uh, this is like, I'd still rather play pit one here than Toronto one. So for me, I'm looking towards these second lines. I like the, listen, I, you know my rant about Joe Thornton, but he's not going to be on the top line. He's going to get the power play correlation with Tavares. And Nylander, outside of Matthews, has arguably been the best Leaf. So... I like the second line. They're going to get the, the Dubois-Connor-Ehlers matchup, which, you know, is okay. Like, Dubois is a nice player, but he's not a, you know, a great defensive center. This is going to be a pretty high event both ways. So I think both these second lines are in play. Um, I'm kind of – in one to three lineups, I'm off both of these top lines. I, obviously, you can MME them for sure. Um, but in one to three, I definitely have to consider both these second lines. And then if you <clears throat> really need a cheap filler – I even don't mind this this Toronto third line of Kerfoot, Soup, and Eng, Engvall. But, like, you don't really have to get there. But in MME, if, you, if you're trying to get – if you're going to be, like, way over the field on pit one or way over the field on Edmonton, you're going to need some unique, like, cheap fillers. So I don't mind going to Toronto three in a deep MME if you're going heavy on those expensive lines. Yeah, I think Toronto three probably makes sense in this matchup. I'm with you on Toronto one. I don't have – any Matthews, Marner, Hyman stacks uh, in my lineup. Um, the Matthews injury is still scaring me. Like we talked about it a few days ago and then he went out and scored two goals lot that night. But like we said, those, they weren't shots. One was a deflection from the point. One was a redirection from a pass up from the board. So I guess if they can keep doing that, he can keep scoring. But if he's not firing the puck, you know, five times a game, um, I worry about his value. So um, I'm out on Toronto one. I'm with you. I'm more in on Toronto two. Um, that actually brings Jake Muzzin into play for me as well. Um, he's been probably about as good as, as Morgan Riley on a per game basis this year, uh, fantasy wise. And the thing I want to bring up um, about uh, the power plays in this game is that these are two teams that are both bottom 10 by time shorthanded. Like neither team takes very many penalties and neither team is in the top half of the league by power play opportunities per game. Like in the first two games, there were seven total power plays uh, between these two teams. That would be about average for one game. So like we're in the past, like I'd say, you know, power play stack, you know, if you want a power play stack, Winnipeg and MME, I guess that's fine, but I'm pretty much out on Winnipeg entirely here tonight. Uh, I'm just not in on the Jets. I think it's a bad matchup. Um, they make hay on the power play. I just don't think they get enough opportunities uh, to really break a slate here tonight. So I'm out on Winnipeg in with you on Toronto too. Tavares and Nylander and Thornton. Um, 
and I'm using some Muzz and some Riley. I'm going back and forth between the two. On the blue line, there's absolutely no one that interests me from the Winnipeg side. Toronto, I'm basically just correlating where I can, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, on Winnipeg, if you're using that second line, I think Neil Pionk is the guy you want to use. I'm not a big Morrissey guy at all, but if you are using the top line, I guess you could put in Morrissey. He doesn't really do much for me. He does get the power play time, but they probably won't be on the power play too much. So it's Pionk or Bust if I'm using Jets. I agree with you with Muzzin. I like Muzzin. If I'm using <clears throat> that top line, I think Riley makes sense. Even the second line, Riley makes sense. But if you don't have the space, I think you can go down to Muzzin. Yeah, I I just kind of like Muzzin uh, in general. Like he just he just he's just consistent. That's all I like. Um, all right, uh, Laurent Brossois and Net. We have to talk about a man sixty six hundred on DraftKings. What do you do? Yeah, I mean MME. You definitely have to have some. Um, the price is just too cheap for his upside. Even if you don't believe in him as a goalie, he could stop. He could go Mike Smith a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? So, like, at that price, you got to take some stabs. I wouldn't, you know, make him a priority in your lineups for sure, but I would definitely have some. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely get a little bit uh, of Laurent Francois in your MMEs. Okay, let's move it along. Next game coming up, Montreal Canadiens have a 2.9 implied goal total. They're going into Calgary. The Flames have a 2.7 implied goal total. As of right now, we still don't really know what the Montreal lines are going to be like. Um, They changed them up a fair bit in their last game. They were in Calgary on Thursday night. Uh, They lost 2-1. to It was a back-to-back. But they took uh, Toffoli off the Kakanyemi and Gallagher line and moved Drouin there for, you know, a handful of shifts. Uh, Toffoli moved uh, onto the line with Nick Suzuki uh, and Josh Anderson for a handful of shifts. But then he was moved off, like, we don't really know what the full lines are going to be. I'm assuming Kakaniemi and Gallagher are going to be a duo. I assume Suzuki and Anderson are going to be a duo. And that Tatar, Armia, and Dano just stay together. But where Toffoli plays, um, we don't... Where Toffoli and Drew play, which line, we don't really know. And that changes things because Toffoli's been one of the best goal scorers in hockey this year. Yeah. And that sec- or Toffoli-Gallagher line, I would imagine... Who did they match up with? Did they they see this? Did they get the top comp or was it? Yeah, they got Backlund Manjapane. Well, yeah. that's not the top. I would consider that the top comp, but. Yeah, me too. So like Suzuki, Juran, Anderson is going to get that Goudreau, Monaghan, Richie matchup, which is where you want to be against the Flames. Um, if that line, luckily this game's at 7 p.m., right? Yeah. Why is, it, why is this game? Never mind. Uh, it's it's Montreal. It's Montreal, Calgary, Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada, which is good. So, like, we're going to get to see the line. So, if it is Drew and Suzuki, Anderson, uh, that's the line I want to go against the Monaghan, Gaudreau, uh, Richie line, if it is still Brett Richie, <laughs> Brett Richie night. Um, I also like this uh, Cockney, Gallagher, two-man. Uh, I know they're going to get the Lynn Holm-Kachuk pairing. Um, but Dubé, I don't want to <laughs> – I don't want to ruffle the Dubay feathers, but really this is an MME game type for me. I like Markstrom in this game. So uh, in one to three lineups, it's hard to get anywhere, not completely knowing the lines. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Flames lines five on five. So um, I'm kind of going to be underweight in my one to three. And then I'm going to MME assuming the lines stay as they are. Um, If you want to take some stabs on the Lucic Backlund Mangiapane line, I think you can as well. Uh, it's not a great matchup, uh, but 
their ownership is coming in under 1%. So I think you can take some MME stabs. But for me, this is an MME game, and I'm probably going to be underweight on it. Yeah, the one line that stuck out to me for Montreal was Tatar, Dano, Armia. Because um, that middle six, along with Suzuki and Anderson, saw they saw pretty much all of the Gojo, Monaghan, Richie matchup. And that's just a fantastic matchup for those lines. Joel Armia has 31 shots on goal in his last 11 games. That's almost three shots a game. Um, you know, Dano can be kind of rough, but I want to play the, I definitely want to play the center if, if the wingers are going to be scoring. So that Montreal third line is actually one of my more favorite filler stacks on the night. Uh, Calgary, I'm pretty much out on Calgary altogether. Um, I don't, I think like their ownership is pretty much in check, which is, you know, which is fine. But I, I think this is just a bad matchup. Um, maybe if you want a power play stack, that's fine, but that's about it for me. Um, I like Marshall. Marshall is one of my favorite goalies in the slate. Do you agree? Yeah, I like both goalies actually. Like, I'm not a huge carry price guy, but like, he's always like 8,000 at 7,200. I think you can take some stabs. You just hope that Montreal stays off the penalty kill because yeah. that is not pretty. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, moving along to a game that we saw just last night. We have uh, the Vegas Golden Knights going into St. Louis. Vegas has a 2.8 total. St. Louis Blues have the exact same implied gold total. St. Louis completely messed up their lines last night. We have absolutely no idea what they're going to be. I mean, they even broke up Perron, or not Perron and Shen. Shen, uh, yeah, Perron and Shen, who had been together pretty much all year. Um, those two even got broken up. So we legitimately have no idea what the St. Louis lines are going to be. Vegas, assuming they're just going to run back the same lineup uh, they played. So... <laughs> what do you like i mean it's kind of hard to say because like if it is sanford o'reilly perron they're definitely going to get the stevenson stone patcheretti matchup which kind of like i love playing vegas one but going against o'reilly perron is just has sludge written all over it yeah. like they're just they just love to grind grind it out and um so if that's the case i'm going to be underweight on these top lines they're not in consideration for me in one to three you move down into the second lines, Marchessault, Carlson, Smith. They're going to see how they how the Blues finish. Sammy Blay, Braden yeah. Shen, Tarasenko. Yeah. Um, if that's that's the case, like I think you can use both these second lines here. Um, and, and if the third line's Hoffman, Sunquist, Cairo, I think that's a third line you can go to as well. They're cheap enough where you can get in the lines that you want. Hoffman and Cairo get uh, secondary power play time. You can put them in with with Falk or, or DFS darling Vinny Dunn. Um, you just got to be aware of the, the line changes. So and unfortunately this isn't a 7 PM Eastern start. So you are going to have to be around for the warmups, which could be, you know, a, a, like a good, good chance to get a, an unknown line if they do completely blunder it and they have a combo that you like. So I think you just got to pay attention there. Uh, so for me, in, in my one to three, I'm going to be underweight on Vegas one, I will consider Vegas two, and I think you can MME uh, Vegas one and two. And depending on the Blues lines, I like uh, the second and the third line. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'll just say I'm completely out on St. Louis. I'm not one. I'm not dealing with the late line swaps. Two, they just haven't looked good. Like I'm sorry. I know they're putting up goals, but they look like garbage on the ice. Um, I honestly think that Pareko injury has really messed up this team a lot more. Uh, then we realized. So I'm in a lot on Vegas too, just going right back to them here tonight. 
on the blue line, I like Marco Scandella. Uh, super cheap. Uh, been playing, played 20, average 23 minutes his last seven games. So that's a punk guy I like. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, what, Dylan Coglin, man. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, but he's up to 3,600. If he was 2,500, I'd say. I mean, he's getting some power play run too, right? Yeah. So. yeah. I think um, Braden McNabb, 2,500, if you need a min price guy. But I, I like, you know, Shea, if you're, if you're using the top line or as a one-off. Uh, Alec Martinez is always a nice one-off. He's kind of like a muzzin type guy for me. And then, you know, that's really about it. Yep, I agree. All right. We've got about six minutes left, and we've got two games to get through. So let's get through those games. Uh, another game that's running uh, back from last night, the San Jose with a 2.8 implied goal total. Anaheim at home with a 2.7 implied goal total. Um, Anaheim got throttled last night, 6 nothing. Uh, they broke up the top line, but Getzlaff and Comtois did stay together for the Ducks. Um, I'm going back to the Meyer. Uh, I'm going to the Meyer Hurdle second line. Um, they looked good last night. Uh, hopefully, they can look good again. Yeah, and Hurdle's price went down. He's thirty four hundred. Thirty four hundred for Tomas Hurdle. Like that's come on. So like, even if you want to, you don't want to use Matt Nieto. Like you can, it's easy to get in hurdle Meyer and Burns like that three man. Like I'm going right back there. Their ownership is, is under 5%. Timo Meyer is coming in at 2.4. That may come up as we get closer to lock, but like they're not, any, not anywhere close to double digits. So I, I agree going back to San Jose two. I don't mind going back to San Jose one. Uh, they're been a very good line. Um, they're going to get any one of the ducks lines, probably the gets laugh line. Like it, doesn't really matter. They throttled them last night. If you, uh, San Jose one's more of an MME play for me. San Jose two, I definitely have to consider in my one to three um, with Brent Burns. He is up to 7,100, which is pricey. If you are using that top line, Eric Carlson uh, on the, on the ducks blue line, kind of off them, unless you want to punt like Ben Hutton, if you need a min price guy, but that's really about it. Yeah, I have. I don't think I have a single player from the Ducks in my lineups here tonight, and I don't feel bad about that whatsoever. Uh, I agree with you. I'm in on San Jose 2 mostly, San Jose 1 uh, for some MME. Uh, all right, we got one game left to get to before I get to it. Just want to mention that we have some free stuff on the site like we always do. Uh, tonight we have MMA fighter projections, we have NHL player and top stack rankings, and we have NBA player rankings. So, uh, if you want to have your MMA, your NHL, your NBA cover needs covered, uh, you can go over to Osmo.com tonight because uh, we have some free stuff up for you. All right. Uh, last game to get to, Edmonton, 3.4 implied goal total. Uh, they just put up six goals last night, uh, but they're going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, the one thing that, like, the one thing that really jumped out to me and is just absolutely blowing my mind is – Two of the top three owned stacks by projection uh, that we have projected for ownership here tonight are Vancouver stacks. Yeah. We have the Horvat line at 13.5% and the Miller line at 13.3%, the two of them being the worst leveraged stacks on the entire slate. I don't know where this ownership is coming from. I guess it's um, pricing because both lines come in under 15K. But like, if we're getting low teens on Vancouver with no Elias Pedersen. I have no problem saying no, thank you. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, people love playing the Canucks. And I don't know why. (laughs) 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 Right? So, like, Patterson's out. I I would go to Patterson, Miller, Besser if they're together. They're going to get – I don't know. Like – it's just this ownership is is keeping me off them. If if this is like legit ownership, I'm going to see the later run. I'm going to be under the field on Vancouver for sure. And you look at Connor McDavid's ownership at 6.5%. Obviously, it's probably going to be higher than that. But he's going to be well lower owned than Matthews. He's $400 more. He's on a back-to-back on the road. But I think this is a good spot for the Oilers, especially like Vancouver's just bad defensively. Bad. Like if we were... I don't know. Like this is a spot where I want to power play stack the Oilers. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. The yeah. Oilers are top 10 by uh power play opportunities per game. And the Vancouver penalty kill is 14% worse than the league average. So, yeah. so like normally I'm off back-to-back teams on the road in other seasons, but this is like COVID times. There's a lot of back-to-backs on the road. This is Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisel. The two man is 17, eight, which is wild wild pricing but like we did it on a shorter slate why not do it on a bigger slate when you're going to get lower ownership i think this is the time to do it yeah especially where i think those two guys i think they could come in around 10 percent legitimately and if we yeah. can get them at 10 percent uh, on the road i don't really care about the matchup too much all right josh i'm gonna ask you uh for your favorite value line on the night uh before we get out of here i'm gonna say my favorite value line on the night uh, is Washington too? I love Kuznetsov and Verona here tonight. They're my value line for the night. What do you like? Yeah, I like. Um, I'm going to say Vegas too, which is kind of like a cop out because they're going to be popular, but they're they're so just they're always cheap and they're always good. Yeah, exactly. It's and the thing is, it's a ten game slate. You definitely want to make sure you get even if they're ten percent. You definitely want to make sure you get some of them because they're good enough. You know, we saw it last night uh, to get into winning lineups. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us here today. Remember, if you're here, please like and subscribe. Subscribe. It will help us grow the channel. Ding that bell if you want to get notifications whenever we get on the air. For our producer, Tyler, for our Jedi Master, Josh Harris, this is Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, saying good luck tonight, everyone. Good luck.